0: Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. Today we have another new show, very new, and Tim is here with us today. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. We're just a couple of dads sitting here in the podcasting studio today, and uh, we got some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, We're talking all things
1: babies. Babies. Well, Dave and I don't haven't had babies we have, ourselves we, we have, have little ones we have little ones but so we've, we've gone through that process with our moms we're you fathers know, we're fathers yes yeah. we are and uh, I know in the news lately too we've been seeing a lot of um, like baby yeah. family shortage that's going on in the country
0: that isn't wild. It,
1: it brings up some very good questions I guess for mm-hmm. us too so and thankfully we have a couple of experts here with us in the studio we do. Um, joining us today, we have Tish Hill, our Nursing Director for Women and Children's Services, and Dr. Ronald Nichols, OBGYN. He's the Department Chair and Clinical Service Chief here at Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So we'll start with the good news. I, I mentioned the baby that We'll get there eventually. But um, more recently, Henry Ford Jackson Hospital was just awarded um, or just received an award from Newsweek. I guess, can we kind talk yeah. to that for our, our baby maternity ward?
2: Yes, so we are very excited uh, to receive this recognition and honored. Um, Newsweek recognizes Hospitals for Excellence. So they're looking at criteria related to quality metrics, customer satisfaction, um, referrals, and what our our staff and our providers are saying about our hospital. So we were amongst uh, 350 hospitals um, throughout the United States, Um, also Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, that received this recognition from Newsweek.
1: Okay. Yeah, and so I guess what—I can mention some of the criteria, but what makes us stand out, I guess, some of our, our care that we provide mm-hmm. at our hospital?
3: Well, we have an outstanding team at Henry Ford Jackson that comprises of, of nurses, um, lactation consultants, physicians, social workers. We, we have nutritionists, and we provide with the—we have the MA staff, and, and, and we all work together to try to create a a great environment for our pregnant mothers. And we want them to have their best experience uh, when they deliver their babies.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's fun is um, we're kind of like promoting our mother-baby area quite a bit lately. And Tish was just involved in a video that should be out by the time this podcast comes out all about the different things. So if you want to check it out and see the locations and some of the nurses and learn a little bit, that video is a great like overview. Yeah, we did some renovations
1: too, right? To make sure it was more comforting for for the moms coming in and everything. So yeah, that's been great. Um, So, you know, having a baby, going to the hospital, it sounds like we got that down, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. But that's just, you know, one little part, I guess, of Of having a child. There's, you know, there's Mm -hmm. the beforehand, the prenatal care and postnatal care. So, how are we taking care of moms, I guess, at Henry Ford Jackson Hospital with some of those pieces?
3: Well, ideally, um, we want to uh, have and see patients who are planning pregnancy before they get pregnant. We think that's the best way to really um, ensure the best outcome. Mm -hmm. That means that if you have some. Medical conditions that you have, we would advocate and recommend that we get those under control before you decide or embark upon a pregnancy. So that's if you have heart disease or thyroid disease, for instance, we want to make sure you're, you're there. Or if you have medicines that might not be compatible with a safe pregnancy, we can switch you to maybe a safer medication at that time. Okay. There's some lifestyle behaviors that also we would want you to kind of consider if you were doing that as smoking to quit that, or if it's alcohol or, or, or drugs, this is an opportunity to, to kind of uh, work with patients prior to them getting pregnant, to get in that sort of thing. Also, we want to make sure that they are on a special vitamin, folate, which is a vitamin B, but that also, if you take that at least 400 milligrams a day uh, before and during pregnancy, it can help prevent some of the brain and spine um birth defects that could impact the pregnancy. So those are some of the things that we, we also have some vaccinations. You know, I know that's a yeah. <laughs> that's a hot topic. Yeah. But there's some vaccinations that we would want you to have before you're pregnant. There's some that you can have while you're pregnant that would protect the baby, okay. and some that we would delay till after that. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that we think would really assist the 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 couple as they contemplate the, the wonderful
1: world of parenthood. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, for being a dad and being with our first child, I was like, okay, there's vitamins. That's the only thing in my head I would think about, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously my my wife had more thoughts in her head, <laughs> thankfully, and took care of things. I, um, and, and we, I don't want to say she was older, but I guess maybe she was a little bit older is, that's a consideration as well. If you're going and weight and weight, you okay. know, so we,
3: some, some, Patients understand that they're going to be put on weight when they're pregnant, so they might have an opportunity before, particularly if they plan it, mm-hmm. to maybe lose or get to their ideal body weight before mm-hmm. they um, become pregnant. I, I know that uh, Ms. Hill also had some things that she wanted to, to add.
2: Um, I just wanted to emphasize that we do have free uh, prenatal education classes that we offer to all of our patients and then just put an emphasis on prenatal care. So if you're past the pre-planning and you've just found out you're pregnant, it's really, really important for you to seek prenatal care and that's adequate prenatal care. And also consider attending um, our free um, perinatal classes, which um, Mm -hmm. are part of our Stork Club education.
0: Yeah, we did that. And it was, it was fun, actually. Like you got to like, do mindfulness stuff and also just learn a whole bunch. It was, and it wasn't like, I think it was once a week when I did it. Um, And it was such a good experience to like, have that time with your wife or the person that you're going through this process with and really just sharing that experience.
2: So now we're actually offering um, Webex and um, we're going back to offering a few in-person classes and then some, also some tours.
0: Oh really? Yes. Nice. Yeah.
1: Awesome, and I know you mentioned having adequate prenatal care, and I think that kind of speaks to what Dr. Nichols is talking about going in. Like, what what do we consider adequate? Like, how many times should be seeing your doctor? How often is that? Like, if somebody's never had a child, or like you said, they maybe didn't plan it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, What does I guess what what does adequate mean, or what do we think is the for the best outcome for the baby?
3: So we we most of uh, so the
1: adequate is at least seven
3: visits but in the beginning we see patients about once a month okay. uh, every 4 weeks till up to about 28 weeks at 28 weeks you're entering your third trimester and we'll see the patient for about every 2 weeks that's twice a month till they get to 36 weeks and then we see them once a week until they are delivered, so you can see with that they're going to have at least seven visits. But seven is the what we would think is the minimum amount of visits we can have. But we sometimes, for circumstances out of their control, we don't get to see patients as as early as we would like because mm-hmm. the earlier we see them, the better it is to date their pregnancy to be able to kind of anticipate some of the issues they might have to. Um, we get a chance to go over their family history because a lot of times what Aunt Sue or uh, Uncle James had might impact your pregnancy. So we want to be able to ask you those things. And so if we have to make any interventions, we have an opportunity to do that.
0: I I guess we can kind of skip ahead on a couple questions here, but um, what are some of those challenges that the patients are facing or that women are facing in our community that you're seeing?
3: So... Some of them we see that we're talking about insurance. Mm. So, without adequate insurance, sometimes it's very difficult. They do have some free um, classes and some prenatal stuff, but we're looking yeah. at to try to make it consistent for that. We have some patients that have transportation challenges. They can't, those are barriers for people who don't have transportation. As though the public transportation might not go where they want or might not be timely. We, we have some patients that, that have to decide between work. And, and um, coming in for prenatal stuff because they don't have the type of prenatal access or leave that they can get because of where their job is and won't allow them to do that. And we also have some patients that work in very hazardous conditions hmm. that, um, and don't have options to go other places. So those are some of the challenges that we see with, with patients that, that uh, come. And for the patients that have had previous children it's very difficult to get someone to babysit or childcare. You know, it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes offices aren't conducive to bring two or three kids with you for your prenatal visit. Yeah. So those are some of the things that are challenges for our patients in, 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 in our community and perhaps in other communities too.
1: And, I mean, overcoming some of those challenges, I mean, ultimately it's for, for having a healthy baby, right? I mean, that's the point is, so the mother has a healthy baby and a good start, but that's... That's not always the case because of some of those challenges, right?
3: For every dollar in prenatal care that we spend, we save about $3 in, in, in postnatal or curative care. So it's really cost effective to do that. And we found out that about 60% of the tax dollars that we're spending are for those types of curative cases after so that even if you're not interested in prenatal care and stuff, that it's in your best interest because your tax dollars will be spent a little bit more efficiently if we can get folks into prenatal care and early and consistent prenatal care.
1: It's kind of that saying that whole ounce of prevention is worth on the cure. So, yeah. but there is even like in our community and other communities as well, there's, there's some differences in how mothers are cared for. You mentioned some of those challenges and we have those in in jackson mm-hmm. in in our county in our city, where there is some differences for how for mothers and for babies, right Yes,
2: yeah, so there are some some significant and alarming disparities with, racial disparities when we're comparing black babies to white babies and unfortunately, for Jackson County, the infant mortality rate has um increased again from two thousand and twenty to two thousand and twenty one um also, we look at the miscarriage rate um, of moms. So there's losses experienced before the babies are born and then after um, considering the infant mortality.
1: With, with miscarriages, like I can kind of stop you real quick. I guess how is that m- measured, I guess, or in a way? And the only reason I ask that because I know some moms, probably it's a difficult time to deal with that, and they don't really want to talk to anybody about that. Sometimes, sometimes they will because they don't know what's going on if they're a new mom. I guess how do how do we find out? And I guess I would, only reason I ask is to also encourage people that it's it happens a lot more often probably than we think.
2: Yep, so we find out from you know providers' offices from having confirmed established pregnancies, some of these miscarriages are occurring um, in the emergency department. so we have that information. and then also we're experiencing some in within our own unit. Yeah. But we do have a great uh, perinatal bereavement coordinator. Um, that can help with resources. And, and she's very wonderful. Joy Starrett, um, mm-hmm. to any patient that experiences a miscarriage or uh, infant loss. Yeah.
1: And I think I'm hopefully I'm not, not out of place talking about this because when we my wife and I were going to have our first child, we lost our first one. Mm-hmm, and so And she had to go through that. And um, we didn't know about the perinatal, perinatal oh, bereavement. But, you know, obviously it was a difficult time. But we have two little ones, too, that are healthy which I guess is the bright side of that is, is saying, you know, we also have two children, six and eight now that, you know, happy and, and healthy and everything was, went well with them. So um, I just, you know, point that out because I know there's a lot more loss than I think most people are aware of in our community with, as far as miscarriages, but there's also a lot of, you talked about more infant mortality. Like I, I don't think people realize how, how much of a difference or what the disparity is in, in how many children, kind of we're looking at or talking about
2: yeah so the latest statistics for Jackson um, showed that black babies were four times more likely to die in Jackson County Hmm.
1: so in in my head too and I know you've been doing work on this what I guess what do we do how do we try and affect that because I would imagine most people anybody you don't want to see babies dying like that's not like we want to raise happy, healthy kids everywhere for everyone. How do we how do we work on that? It's a big question.
3: Well, so we're going to circle back to prenatal care early and often to get prenatal care because a, a, a fair number are, are going to be pre. If we can have an impact with prenatal care on preterm births, preterm births are going to be our challenge, and. If we can make an impact on that, we can certainly make a dent in that. We also want to, early and often prenatal care, we can look for signs and symptoms of high blood pressure or preeclampsia and those sort of things where we have that. And and, and finally, we're also looking at, at safe sleep initiatives where mm-hmm. babies are, 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 and mothers, I said, and couples are taught how the baby should sleep on the back, and there should not be soft pillows or stuffed toys around them. Uh, uh, those types of things are, are, are always going to uh, make a difference.
2: Yeah. So I want to add um, what the hospital was actually doing for um, to hopefully combat and decrease these. Um, Disparities in infant mortality, maternal and infant mortality rates. So Henry Ford Hospital, Henry Ford Health actually does have a diversity, equity and inclusion justice committee. Mm -hmm. And um, their strategic outcomes is to reduce maternal and infant mortality and morbidity rates in the communities of Jackson and the Detroit area. We also um, were required, all, all of the staff and providers were required to attend mandatory implicit bias training. So that is also, has also been shown to be a reason that patients may not receive adequate prenatal care. They, there may be barriers or not feeling respected or having a good relationship with their providers. Um, and our hospital also just joined a National Perinatal Improvement Collaborative. This Perinatal Improvement Collaborative is called Premier, and what they do is they compare um, uh, the evidence-based practice. They come in, they look at our practice, our outcomes, our policies, and they develop a roadmap for our success. So, based on national statistics and best practice, they look at what we're doing and then help us to align with how we can improve.
1: So, with that, I guess how I, I mean, you mentioned like you know the interactions they would have with the healthcare provider um, how would you encourage or how can healthcare providers you know talk with patients that are pregnant besides just obviously going to their obg um other the other healthcare people that they may run into or during this time frame i guess how can they help with some of that or what encouragement is there anything you can say to that i guess
3: yeah well the, the other the, so we want to encourage patients um, who need the services of a mental health professional some patients have some mental health challenges, and we want to make sure that they're plugged into that, yeah, but we, we also talked about how the opioid use disorder is something that has really been prominent in not just our community but throughout so we, we have partnered with with Lifeways and, and some of the other um, services that are in Jackson County to assist patients who are struggling with that challenge. Um, we we have social workers, licensed social workers that can help folks who need stuff and who might need uh, or WIC appointments or, or those types of services to assist them in that. So as I when we started out, we said there was a team, and and there is a team, and we try to utilize all that. We have the the lactation consultants who provide the the breastfeeding support that patients vitally need, particularly our our, our, our young mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to make sure that. Thing, we give support even after they deliver so that um, after they deliver, the support doesn't just drop off, that they continue to uh, um, get support.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned breastfeeding. And I know we, when we had our little ones, there was a challenge on that. And especially right now, if mothers can't breastfeed, there's a challenge as well. I mean, so that mm-hmm. it's a very important, um, I guess, support after the fact is, is, a, is a big part of that as well.
3: Absolutely. So
1: um
0: great. Uh, yeah, um so is there a place where people can find out more information about this? I'm sure we'll put it in the description of the podcast and everything. Um but where people can get connected if they need prenatal or postnatal care or anything.
2: Yes, yeah, so they can call our stork club. Okay. I don't know the number <laughs> <okay. laughs> just say that and they, we'll put it in. There. Um I'm sorry, I don't know the number by heart. Um and that they can schedule them for a tour, for prenatal classes. They could um, contact our lactation consultants. So our lactation consultants also provide free outpatient lactation visits as well. So if they're at home or they're still struggling or having some mm-hmm. issues or questions, then they can call our lactation consultants at the hospital.
0: Great. Yeah, we'll make sure to put all that in the description and let everybody know about that. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of a lot of services around. Um, pregnant mothers. I mean, and that's the thing we want to talk Mm -hmm. about. It's a community that helps these mothers and a community to help to raise the children. And we have a lot of resources that we can offer that we want to make sure people are connected to, to have the best outcomes and have, you know, healthy babies here in Jackson County and give them the best start they can. Absolutely. Thank you again, Dr. Nichols, Tish. Thank you for coming in and talking to us about uh, prenatal postnatal care. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you guys for sharing the story. It's very important. And Our thank passion. you for inviting
1: me, yes.
0: All right, if you'd like to listen to more of these podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify and on the Henry Ford website at henryford.com slash podcast. And um, yeah, we'll we got another one of these coming up real soon. And Tim, I know after having a child, you need this next podcast. It's going to be a mindfulness one where we can be centered and kind of recover from all the craziness that goes on
1: after the postnatal care, right? That mindfulness, that Mm -hmm. Zen space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.